Welcome to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. I have two good friends of mine who are fabulous folk musicians in the studio with me all night tonight. When I moved to town, these guys were already ensconced in the West Bank folk scene. They both played all over the country. Uh, they're huge Woody Guthrie fans, as uh, anybody who's ever picked up and tried to write a song on the guitar is. And they're here tonight uh, to celebrate the 80th anniversary of Woody Guthrie's song, This Land is Your Land, considered the national anthem. Uh, by a lot of us. They've got a show coming up at Crooner's Lounge on February 22nd, 6 p.m. show, in the Dunsmore Room. And uh, what they're going to do tonight on the Wall of Power Radio Hour is play uh, some snippets of Woody Guthrie songs combined with uh, some uh, words and letters and more. And without any further ado, I would like to welcome uh, my good friends Charlie McGuire and Pop Wagner. Hey, thanks, Paul. Great to be here. Hey, here we go. Washington, April 6, 1966. Mr. Woodrow Wilson Guthrie, Brooklyn State Hospital, 631 Clarkston Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. Dear Mr. Guthrie, it gives me great pleasure to present to you the Department of the Interior's Conservation Service Award. You sang that this land belongs to you and me, and you sang from the heart of America. Sincerely yours, Stuart L. Udall, Secretary of the Interior. Yeah, nothing like a little Woody Guthrie in the morning. You bet. The smell of Woody Guthrie in the morning. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it it always goes good. Now, Charlie McGuire, you and Pop and uh, the late, great Tony Glover, uh, just a couple of years ago, you did the 75th uh, anniversary celebrating uh, the publication of Woody's book, Bound for Glory. Bound for Glory. So this is a beautiful kind of a bookend to that. That's right. Uh, but you were it was kind of hip because you even beat uh, our good friend Nora Guthrie and Woody Guthrie publications uh, to, to, to kind of beat him to the punch on that, right? Yeah, yeah. God bless Nora, but uh, we she kind of missed that anniversary, and uh, and we um, I told her like I do um, with just about everything Woody that um, you know what was going to happen, and she wrote back right away and she says, "Oh my God, I forgot about this." You know. <laughs> well, she's got so. I mean, she's done. I mean, she's doing stuff all over the world. Yeah, I mean, she's done such in an, an, an incredible job. I was fortunate enough to meet. Uh, Nora, when she was uh, working on a Woody Guthrie publications on 250 West 57. I was there. In, the, yeah. uh, uh, in that office, of course, was the great Harold Leventhal. Uh, Harold's wife was the, uh, uh, she met you at the door, and the great Fred Hellerman had an office there, too. Yeah. So I watched Nora start to put together the, the archives, yeah. and uh, I just had a, a chance to speak with her. Uh, just about three weeks ago, and I, I complimented her on what an amazing job she's done, not only uh, maintaining Woody's legacy, but expanding on it. Yeah, and here's the thing, Paul. Um, they're not in it for the celebrity. Right. It's totally not them. Uh, Anna came out. That's that's Nora's daughter. Oh, yeah. Um, I to talked do to a Huntington's disease um, thing here in the Twin Cities last fall. And I said, you know, uh, just just like you did, I said, hey, great job pulling these archives together, working with your grandmother, then moving the archives to Tulsa. And, yeah. And, you know, we had long conversations about this. She says, she said, that's what our family is about. She yeah. says, it's, it's, it's Woody's legacy. It's not about us. Right. And that's an important thing to keep in mind. Well, she, uh, Nora, hooked me up with uh, David Amram, uh, his manager, because David... Uh, Nora had commissioned a symphony 
that David's written. Have you heard it yet? I haven't. Yeah, well, I'm going to be uh, in touch with David soon on that. He's a cool guy. Yeah, that is still with us. He, uh, like Nora said, he's the uh, last beatnik standing. Yeah, he's 90 years old, still yeah. still playing all over the world himself. Yeah. Um, now let's go to uh, Pop Wagner. Now, Pop, when's the first time you got hip to Woody Guthrie? Uh, when I was a little kid, my dad would sing the car car song when okay. we were riding around in his car. Yeah, all those great Woody Guthrie I, children's I, tunes. I, I literally grew up listening to Woody. And uh, and then we... Uh, Have you ever played car car yourself? Oh, yeah. Play a little bit now. Oh. <laughs> Wrong key. <laughs> Take you riding in the car, car. Spree, I spriddle in the back seat, and a riding in my car. Beautiful. <laughs> so you got hit when you were just just a little kid. When did you actually, uh, when you started playing pop? When did you um, start to incorporate some of Woody's tunes into your own repertoire? Pretty much right away. I mean, I, I got my parents got me a guitar when I was fourteen, and. Um, when I'd go on Boy Scout campouts, we'd sing Woody Guthrie songs around the campfire, and well, along with other things, right. folk songs and cowboy songs, and and then uh, in uh, when he passed away in the fall of 1967, I was a freshman at Northland College, and me and some friends decided to set up a folk in Wisconsin, festival. right? Yeah. Ashley oh, you started the, I played that about four years ago. Yeah. Thank we, you for the gig. We started that uh, in the spring of 1968, and we kind of tongue-in-cheek as a joke, we called it the first annual. It turned out the joke was on us because <laughs> it's been going over 50 years now. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> when you try to be such a multimedia maven, occasionally the media barks back. Um, Charlie, how about you? When did you start uh, uh, and get hip to uh, Woody Guthrie? Uh, the first um, book I got when I learned how to play the guitar out behind the barn, literally, Paul. Okay. Um, had a picture of Woody Guthrie, and it was called The Folk Singer's Guitar Guide by Pete Seeger and and Jerry Silverman. Right. You can still buy it. Right. It's, it's a little more than I spent for it now, about $2.95 back in those days. And they had this line of Jurland in there. Wow. And, you know, I can't read or write music. All I know is um, if I know the song already, I'm good to go. Right. I only need to hear it once. but. Right. I'm not like David Amram, you know, right. who knows right. one note from the other. Right. And, and so... I saw this line of journal and I said, oh, yeah, I've heard, you know, countless people, the Kingston Trio, Peter, Paul, and Mary, you know, right. singing this song. I know this one. I'm going to learn this one. Right. You know? So it, it was like the after the Saints Go Marching In and Red River Valley, that was my third... That was my third goal to learn this line of land. I was I was 14 at the time. I remember, I believe, I was in fifth grade or sixth grade and uh, in Virginia, in Virginia, yeah. Minnesota, mm -hmm. the Queen City of the Iron Range. Yeah, I might great add. school there, beautiful yeah. buildings. Well, and great, uh, just a great St. Louis County uh, has just phenomenal school system. Yeah, still do. Yeah, um, but there was I got a book. I want to see. It was a Pete Seeger book, and it was like songs, <laughs> songs for young folk singers or sure. something. And I swear to God, I got it out of the back. I ordered it on the back of one of my textbooks, and uh, that's where I got into to Pete. And then, of course, you get into Pete, you get into Woody. Yeah, right. Um, but one of I thought the most amazing things I've ever seen. I was in tears when Pete Seeger played in uh, 2012 for Barack Obama's. Inauguration party right, with on the, Bruce Springsteen on the Washington yeah. Mall, and he yeah. and he played like a memorial, and he played every verse. Right, of this land is your land, including the verse that never gets sung. Could you recite that verse for us? Yeah, well, let's see. It would either be um, uh, was the big high wall there? Is that the one yeah. you're talking about? That tried to stop me. A sign was painted, said private property, but on the backside, it didn't say nothing. 
This land is made for you and me. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was another one, you know, one bright sunny morning in the shadow of the steeple. By the relief office, I saw my people. If as they stood hungry, I stood here wondering if this land was made for you and me. Right. Yeah. I got a little story about that one. Yeah, go ahead. I sang that I sang that song when Tony was with us. Right, Tony, the great Tony yeah. Glover. And so one night, Pop and I are, t- are on tour with Tony, and I sang that song, but I didn't say, I didn't use the word if. Right. I said, you know, as they stood hungry, I stood here wondering, this land is made for you and me. Tony grabbed me by the shirt <laughs> yeah. after the show was over. He says, you left out a word. <laughs> I said, what word? He said, you left out the word if. He says, that's the crux of the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> and, you know, when Tony told you something... Yeah, you pay attention. You yeah. pay attention. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And that turned to be, and that turned out to be Tony Glover's last gig. Tony Glover's last gig was with us when we were celebrating at Crooners on the, in October of uh, 20. That'd be 2018. Wow. We were celebrating Bound for Glory. Yeah. My guest tonight, uh, Charlie McGuire and Pop Wagner, they will be returning to Crooners on February 22nd uh, for a show celebrating the 80th anniversary of the publication of This Land is Your Land. They're going to be on the uh, Wall of Power Radio Hour for the whole show tonight, and we'll be back after these messages. The number one source of the Twin Cities gay scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities gay scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. I'm Nick Slavic, proprietor of the Nick Slavic Painting and Restoration Company. I've been a craftsman for 25 years. You'll not find someone who loves their job more than me. The process of painting your home could not be easier. Go to nickslavic.com, click on the button, paint my walls, or paint my cabinets. I'll personally be in contact with you to get an estimate, either in-home or a free virtual estimate. We move furniture, vacuum, sweep, dust, and put your home back the way we found it. We're not like other contractors. Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuske, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our secret animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining excellence for high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. We are awake. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threats. I also work with a network of professionals that help me succeed. Also, the Army National Guard's education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time, close to home, by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Victor's 1959 Cafe in South Minneapolis is a locally owned and operated restaurant offering traditional Cuban food. Open for breakfast and lunch daily with dinner Tuesday through Saturday. For night shift workers, Victor's even has both a morning and evening happy hour. And Victor's now accepts dinner reservations too. Stop in and try some delicious authentic Cuban cuisine like ropa vieja and seafood paella. Make your reservation and learn more at victors1959cafe.com. Victor's 1959 Cafe, revolutionary Cuban cooking. Power, 
Welcome back to the Wall and Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. My guests in the studio tonight, Folkies, Charlie McGuire, and Pop Wagner. They will be celebrating the 80th anniversary of the publication of This Land is Your Land with kind of a theatrical approach to Woody's music uh, with some spoken word. What are we going to hear next, gentlemen? Pastures of Plenty. All right. I roamed and rambled and I followed my footsteps to the sparkling sands of her diamond deserts and all around me a voice was sounding hey pull on ahead you folks pick for a living know about apricots then i suppose it's a mighty hard road my poor hands have hold my poor feet have traveled a hot dusty road out of your dust bowl and westward we rolled And your deserts were hot and your mountains were cold It's always we rambled, that river and I Along your green valley I'll work till I die Defend with my life if it be For my pastures of plenty Must always be free That's one of my favorite Woody tunes. It's it a great Woody tune, and that little dialogue there is from Bound for Glory. Okay. Where, where Woody is in a, in a field, and uh, he's standing around with a bunch of people, and uh, this... Uh, this foreman comes up and talks about apricots. We got the whole dialogue that we're going to give people. Uh, nice. you, you know, the full length of it. Yeah. When uh, when they come and see us on the 22nd. Cool stuff. Well, it, it, it's kind of feel good, Charlie uh, and Pop, that you two so ensconced in the, the folk music scene for, for so, you know, 40, 50 years now to be able to bring this message and your uh, your influences in this case Woody Guthrie and share them with not only uh, our contemporaries but but younger folks as well that's right Paul and it took us 50 years to take it all in yeah let's face it yeah yeah well, so it, now we're playing it forward isn't it amazing how contemporary so many of Woody's songs oh, are Deportee it's amazing yes you know it's, it could be right out of the headlines today yeah it really could what do you think was, this is, a, this is a big question, but I'm going to ask you both. What, what, what was Woody's genius? I mean, he was, a ta- he was a sign painter. He was a writer, a songwriter. But uh, what was the core of his genius? Was it his Oklahoma background? Or, he was just touched by the hand of God. Well, I think Woody knew how to boil it down. Okay. It was his simplicity. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that everything was a story that he was so masterful at telling. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, he knew how to cut right to the chase. I mean, he took um, The Grapes of Wrath, as John Steinbeck said, that great big book that he spent two years writing. <laughs> I love this writing. story. You remember this story? Yeah, yeah. Two years writing, and he says, Steinbeck said, that little guy, he said, he took my book... And reduced it down to 16 verses and did it overnight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for Woody's wife, Marjorie, who kept... Saved everything. Saved everything. Yeah. yeah. You can imagine how many things she probably... You know, Woody spends the night with a, a big bottle of wine and a typewriter. Right. And, and how many... In Chicago. Yeah. And, and that how, was at Stud Turkle's house. His it, apartment. Really? Yeah. That's where he wrote... That's where he wrote um, Tom Jode. Wow. Yeah. So... But imagine how many pieces of paper he was, ah, I don't like this. He threw it in the trash can. Fortunately, when he was back at home, when Margie was with him, grabbed out of the trash can and kept all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Paul, I'm telling you, there isn't a day goes by when I'm, you know, I'm walking around in antique stores or, you know, you come upon a big old box of just paper. Right. You know, I never pass that box up because, you <laughs> right. know. There's 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 more out there. Right. I just know it. Right. Interesting. You know, stuff that he just didn't have the the, the room in the suitcase to carry. Mm-hmm. Now, what about did you guys ever have a chance to meet the great Studs Turkle? Ah, I did not. Never did. 
Now, all of his uh, radio shows, I think he's got like 5,000 yeah. episodes, yeah. are now up. You can access them uh, online. Uh, Coors Studs was not only a huge Woody Guthrie fan, uh, was one of the first guys to recognize Bob Dylan's talents. Right. And then, of course, was uh, uh, a big fan of Sonny Terry and Brian McGee, right. uh, two, of my, two of my heroes. And, of course, all the other... Uh, Big Bill Brunzi and Lonnie Johnson, all those guys, those blues guys that ended up in in Chicago. Yeah. So now tell us for the show at Crooners on the 22nd, how many songs are you guys going to be playing and where are you t- getting your text from? Yeah, the text comes from all of Woody's published works. And, and the song, we got about 15 songs, got I 15 think. 15 songs to go with it that kind of cements them together. You know, some of us, Paul, like you and like Pop, we measure our Woody Guthrie books not in terms of how many books you have, but in terms of feet. Yeah. And um, we, I pull, we, we pulled this show together from about three feet of Woody's, <laughs> of Woody's publications. You know, hmm. Woody says, that's when he wrote for The Daily Worker, Bound for Glory, Seeds of Man. Right. Um, that was the second posthumous uh, uh, autobiographical novel that was lopped off when he was writing Bound for Glory. Right. House of Earth. Yeah, House of Earth. Uh-huh. And, um, and uh, you know, his uh, uh, Robert, Robert Shelton's book, Born to Win, mm-hmm. always one of my favorites. He was also the guy that did Bob Dylan's uh, biography. Right, no Direction Home. No Direction Home, yeah. Now, when we were getting, uh, trying to find a date uh, for this, to tape this radio show, uh, you had mentioned Woody playing at, was it the Lyceum in Minneapolis? Yeah. Tell I got us an about article that. coming out, Paul, um, in Hennepin History Magazine. It's not on the newsstands yet, and it won't be when the show airs, but it will be about a week after. You can pick it up at Target or Lunds or something. Hennepin History Magazine, great mag. And um, Pop and I did a show on Almanac okay. last October. And the, the lead-in was some buddy there had done a done their homework, and they said it was tonight, you know, like 80 years ago, that right. that Woody Guthrie, Cisco Houston, and the great Will Gear right. were at the, at the Lyceum Theater, yeah. where wow. Orchestra Hall sits now. Yeah. Really? You know, and I looked into that, and I've got access to, it's a really cool thing, the archives of the Star Tribune. I can, hmm. I can walk in there anytime I want, literally through my computer, you know. And there's tons of ads and reviews really? of, of, of Woody being here. Is there any pictures? Uh, pictures he, of the ads. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was here before that for the International Harvester Strike. Right. That was in 1940 with the Almanacs. That wow. They rode through, got tear gassed on University Avenue. So that would have been... Um, uh, Pete, Woody, Lee Hayes. Right. Who's, who, we'll and, talk about Lee yeah. later on because you had a... a, 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 a Miller really, Lampel. Too. Yeah, a real nice friendship with Lee yes, Hayes. Yes, yeah, he, was, my, he was one of my mentors. Yeah. And uh, they were all on University Avenue. They were coming from Milwaukee that day. Found out when I hit Minneapolis, maybe for a gas stop or maybe for right. an oil stop because they burned as much oil as gas. <laughs> sure, right, right, right. <laughs> they Those stopped cars. and they said, Control oh, you know, we're on strike at International Harvester down here on, on University Avenue. The building's still there. And they went down there and started singing, and then uh, they got tear gas there as they moved on. Wow, this is uh, incredible stories. My guest, Pop Wagner, that was Charlie McGuire who was just talking. And then, of course, and we'll get more into all these stories, Bound for Glory's first chapter ends when he gets off the train at the Union Depot in St. Paul, Minnesota. We'll be back in just a bit after these messages. Hi, this is Evelyn. Dad, I will not say this next line. I will friend you on all your social media sites. Fine. My dad, Matt McNeil, is hotter than Billie Eilish right now. I'm the bad guy. No argument here. My dad loves the great value. That's why he loves the Rudy Luther Toyota Luther Advantage card. It saves our family money all year long. You'll get three years of $0.10 cents off per gallon of gas at Holiday Station stores and $5 off the works car washes with the Luther Advantage card. Get one at Rudy Luther Toyota 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. 
Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Join us for New Beginnings, Saturday mornings at 11, brought to you in part by Vision Loss Resources. People of the warmth, charm, and great food at Milton's 36 and Douglas in Crystal. Tonight, try their Vittles, Vino, and Beer, a full slab of baby back ribs grilled over mesquite charcoal, juicy jerk chicken with Caribbean beans and rice, grilled plank salmon, and their famous shrimp and grits. Try a Milton's ribeye or the portobello mushroom and end your night with carrot cake, bananas foster, or rum cake. The perfect meal for a date or a casual get-together, that's Vittles, Vino, and Beer at Milton's 36 and Douglas in Crystal. It's the sale you love at the Electric Fetus. Now through Sunday, February 16th, take 20% off almost everything store-wide. New and used vinyl, CDs, and DVDs, clothing, jewelry, unique gifts, and more. Save 20% during the Electric Fetus Valentine's Sale. Some restrictions apply. 20% off is good in the store at 2000 South 4th Avenue in Minneapolis, as well as Duluth. Save on great music and more during the Valentine's Sale at the Electric Fetus. More at electricfetus.com. Did you realize that Drink in the Style is available on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much every other podcast platform out there? You can listen to past episodes of Drink in the Style or maybe download our really cool martini glass graphic or just listen to your favorite episode again and again. But if you do, I need to ask you for a quick favor. Hop online and give us a five-star rating. It helps others find the show and also boosts my fragile ego. Drink in the Style. It's a great way to kill Sundays or really anytime at all. February is the month of love. Hey, it's Brett from FYI Politics. And when's the last time you gave your carpet some love and attention? Not only is your carpet one of the biggest investments in your home, but it's also the biggest air filter. So breathe better this month and get three rooms zero-res clean starting at only 119 bucks. And because love has no limits, zero-res will throw in a free hallway cleaning and will take 10% off your entire bill if you get your air ducts and carpet clean together. But you have to mention AM950 when you call. Call 952-ZERO-RES or visit ZeroResMinnesota.com. With your AM 950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. By tonight, increasing clouds with a low around 10. Sunday, partly sunny with a high near 23 and a 50% chance of snow at night with a low around 18. Monday, the snow is likely to continue with a high of 32 and a low of 12. Come join Tom Hartman and fellow listeners the night before the Blue State Ball, February 22nd. Chat with Tom about all the political issues going on today. While enjoying a delightful dinner, purchase your tickets today. Tickets are only available by calling AM 950. Call 952-946-8885. All right, welcome back to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. My guests in the studio all night tonight, good friends of mine and two of the best folk singers in the Midwest, and if that means America, too. Charlie McGuire and Pop Wagner. Let's, uh, we ended the last segment, Woody was getting off the train at the Union Depot in St. Paul at the end of the first chapter of Bound for Glory, but let's go back to the beginning the of the beginning book. beginning of yeah. the book. He was riding a freight train through Minnesota, north northwest Minnesota, and he talked about how um, when when God was making Minnesota, he t- couldn't d- decide whether one or more uh, another big ocean or another bunch of land, and he got about half done and quit and went home. <laughs> <laughs> now, didn't uh, in that book there was a fight on one of the boxcars right. that what he was in. And one of the guys got thrown off into a lake, and I always assumed that was around Hinkley somewhere. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's also... Mighty the fight spotter. Yeah, that, that right. That was the character. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, Charlie McGuire, there's also a great story about uh, Pete Seeger and Woody Guthrie up in northern Minnesota playing at a lumberjack camp. Can you yeah. tell us that story? When they came through um, University oh. Avenue... Um, and then they ended up after the, they left the almanacs. They went. They were down in Texas. That's where Pete uh, watched Woody write Union Made. Okay. And then they started making their way back, and they and they came back the northern route, and they ended up north of Duluth. So that's you know that's our stomping ground. Yeah, for sure. And you know those lumber camps in those days were way out of the way. So yeah. I, I can't imagine how they found this place. And mostly uh, Finnish lumberjacks. Mostly Finns, and they're sitting there, and they're playing, and they're getting nothing. Right. 
they're getting nothing back. Right. You know, I mean, they're they're playing their hearts out, and they're 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 really scrambling because they try this song, they try that song, nothing's working <laughs> with these guys. I mean, it's like almost dead silence. You know, you right. could hear the stove, and that's right. about it. Right. And, right. So they, they stay there that night, and one of the guys comes up. As you, here comes the punchline now. So one of the guys comes up, and he says, I wish you guys would have played longer. He says, we could have listened to you guys all night. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of the way I heard that was they, they're getting packed up and getting ready to go. And yeah. and, and, the, and the, the head of the camp comes up and says, why are you guys going? You're not going to play tonight? And he goes, let's see. He goes, we got absolutely jack class. Yeah, right we got me. nothing. And the guy goes, what do you mean? They loved you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which goes back to that old uh, great joke about, did you hear the one about the Finlander who loved his wife so much, he almost told her. Almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I remember, Paul, just out, outside of your town, yep. Hibbing of Virginia at Masaba Park. Yeah. And going up there in the summer and playing uh, Midsummer Festival. Our good commie, uh, uh, commie friends started that place, Communist Camp. Yeah, and um, because Finns were not allowed to congregate right. in the city parks. Right. So they bought their own land and, and congregated there. And I remember this guy, this taciturn Finn. I mean, no expression at all, probably in his late 80s or early 90s at the time when I met him. Right. And I said, who is that guy over there? And he says, oh, that's, you know, and then he, he said the Finnish name, and he says, you know, he was in Spain, mm-hmm. meaning he was with the Abraham Lincoln Brigade wow. in Spain. Wow. You know, I mean, a Spanish Civil War veteran. Wow. You know, I mean, you just never, I just never had seen one of these guys. That's and, incredible. Uh, and talk about taciturn. He was not a man to brag. Yeah, right. But the stuff he must have seen. Well, and they yeah. never put, would let to two fin. Uh, Finns work next to each other in the mines because they had all these crazy socialist ideas, yeah. and they were the ones that actually uh, my my uh, Finnish ancestors up there in their Iron Ridge were the ones that started the unions, right? Started the food co-ops, started the electrical co-ops. Yeah, um, good for you, Paul. Yeah, yeah. I'm very proud of that. Yeah, Pop uh, Wagner, tell us about the history of the melody of this land is your land. Well, in the late 1920s, A.P. Carter was traveling about the southeastern United States collecting songs with the help of a man named Leslie Riddle. One song that Mr. Riddle taught A.P. was Rock of Ages. Not the one most people know today, but an old-time black gospel version. Where you gonna run to when the world's on fire? Use your bosom for my pillow. Hide me over rock of ages. Rock of ages cleft for me. Later on, A.P. with his wife Sarah and sister-in-law Maybell, the founding members of the original Carter family repurposed the melody in a newer song they called Little Darlin' Pal of Mine. Little darling, how I love you, how I love you, none can tell, but in your heart you love another. Carter family were very popular, often referred to as the first family of country music, and Woody was a fan. So 80 years ago, on February 23, 1940, Woody yet again repurposed this same melody you've been hearing when he wrote his song. Now this is... i got to ask you guys before you start. We are going to hear not only the six... Well, the three that were in the elementary school textbooks. Right. And then three more that uh, came became unearthed over the years. And yeah. then two more that Robert Santelli found when Woody wrote, um, um, kind of rewrote the song um, in 1950. Wow. And see, here's the thing, Paul. When Woody was here at the Lyceum Theater, 
That was October of 45. He got a radio show in December of 45. You know what the theme song was? Every week for 12 weeks, <clears throat> this land is your land. Okay. This land is your land. Every week for 12 weeks. And people say, oh, Woody wrote this song, but he, he always worked on it. He never performed it much. That's not true. Right. He knew when he put out his mimeograph songbook, 10 songs for a quarter. Yeah. The top 10, his top 10 songs, This Land is Your Land was one of them. Wow. He believed in that song. So this whole story about Woody being sick and taking Arlo out in the backyard to, to sing him the song because it was afraid that people would forget it. Right. Maybe there's something there. You know, right. I wouldn't want to get into that, you know, with with Nora or anybody else. Right. I mean, I'm sure that was true. But the fact was is that he was also singing this song on his own when he was healthy. Right up until practically he went into the hospital. So right now on the Wall of Power Radio Hour, one of the only places in the world you're going to hear... The whole every, darn thing. The whole darn <laughs> thing. I, well, I, I could have phrased it a little differently, yeah, Charlie. I, I, but You're going uh, to hear it at, on February 22nd at Crooners, too. There you go. But let's uh, right now, let's hear every verse you got, you boys got. We got it. This land is your land. This land is mine. From California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. As I went walking that ribbon of highway, I saw above me that endless skyway. I saw below me. That golden valley This land was made for you and me I roamed and rambled And followed my footsteps To the sparkling sands Of her diamond deserts All around me A voice was sounding And was made for you and me Your marble canyons and sunny bright waters To see all around me and feel inside me This land was made for you and me This land is your land, this land is my land From California to the New York Island From the Redwood Sun come a shining, and I was strolling, wheat fields waving, and the dust clouds rolling, and the fog was lifting, the voice was chanting, what it say? This land was made for you and me. There was a big high wall there, it tried to stop me, sign painted on it. Private property And all on the backside It didn't say nothing That side was made for you and me Play it, huh? This land is your land This land is my land From California To the New York Island From the Redwood shadow of the steeple by the relief office I saw my people as they stood hungry I stood here wondering if this land was made for you and me I saw my people and heard them singing I heard them crying and saw them dancing I saw them marching into their union. This land was made for you and me. Nobody lived. 
Those guitars ring. Yeah, walking at Woody Guthrie, Freedom Highway on the Wall of Power, Radio Hour, every verse known the man on the 80th anniversary of This Land Is Your Land. Thank you so much, Pop Wagner and Charlie McGuire. We're going to take a little break and, and have you back for uh, one more set. And uh, I can't tell you how much I'm enjoying this. The number one source of the Twin Cities gay scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities gay scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club is delighted to offer its spacious facilities for your private function. From weddings, retirement parties, business dinners, or any special occasion, Crooner's combines a dedicated, full-service special events team, an award-winning chef, and a beautiful lakeside ambiance to make your event a resounding success. Visit croonersloungemn.com to learn more about their private dining options or call 763-571-9020 to get a quote for your next event today. This is Ellie Krug from Ellie 2.0 Radio on Mondays from 7 to 8 a.m. Many listeners know that I founded Human Inspiration Works LLC, which trains on human inclusivity and on how to be welcoming diverse humans. Today, organizations of all sizes find that they need to train team members on diversity and inclusion. I can do that. Many say that my trainings change the way they see the world. I'd love to help make your organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. Get a head start on this year's Blue State Ball by having dinner with me, Tom Harbin, on Saturday, February 22nd at Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club. It's your chance to discuss with me the big issues facing the country in a small, intimate setting. You can guarantee your spot at the February 22nd dinner by pre-purchasing a ticket for $200. Tickets are very limited and will go fast. So reserve your spot now by calling 952-946-8885. More details at am950radio.com. Hi, I'm Peter Solak. And I'm Adam Ostrowski. We are here at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces to talk about outdoor fires. Sitting around a fire is the oldest, most basic form of human activity. What's new is in the way fire is burned. We can show you how to burn cleaner with a lot less smoke. The radiant heat and light from an open fire is unmatched. It kindles our spirits and connects us to the outdoors. And now it's easier to experience and enjoy. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces sells and installs wood and gas burning fire pits and fireplaces. Let us help you experience an outdoor fire without all the smoke. Come see the many ways you can enjoy a fire outdoors. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood and gas units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. More information at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. The sun comes shining as I was strolling with wheat fields waving. And the dust clouds rolling. I was in the big middle of it, right in there, low Texas. I'll never forget how my wife and kinfolk looked just before that big old dust storm hit us and blacked everything out. That old dust storm, it killed my wheat, boys, but it can't kill me. Lord, and it can't kill me. I have weathered many a dust storm. 
But he can't get me Boys, and he can't get me That old dust storm It blowed my barn down But it can't blow me down It can't blow me down That old wind might blow this world down But it can't blow me down And it can't kill me That old dust storm It killed my baby But it can't kill me, Lord And it can't kill me You're listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza, and that was my guest, Charlie McGuire and Pop Wagner, ahead of their gig coming up at uh, Crooner's Lounge on February 22nd, celebrating the 80th anniversary of the publication of This Land is Your Land. What did we just hear, guys? What was that? That was called uh, Dust Can't Kill Me, and uh, that was uh, that was the worst dust storm that, that Woody himself had ever witnessed. Hmm. And an interesting thing about this is, uh, we don't mention it in the show, but that storm, Paul, was so big. How big was it? They found Oklahoma and Texas dust 200 miles off the East Coast. Wow. At sea. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. There was dust on the the ships coming coming and going from the (sighs) East Coast at the time. Boy, it's hard to imagine. That's how that's how big it was. And the thing that I didn't realize, um, you'll hear it more when um, you're at the show, but that dust storm came at night. You know, um, some of the Ken Burns stuff, you know, you see about the Oklahoma dust storm right. and stuff, it was filmed in the daytime. Sure. Imagine this at night where wow. it's dark anyway and then it's doubly dark mm-hmm. because uh, he said you couldn't hear couldn't see the you couldn't see anybody you couldn't wow. see anything all you could do is hold somebody's hand wow. that's how black it was can you imagine trying to take care of a young family in that oh. babies and the rest oh. i'm telling you paul people have never forgotten about this i was yeah. in a assisted living home in the metro here I started singing one of these Dust Bowl ballads, and, you know, you're there to make people feel good. Sure. And I'm seeing this 90-year-old lady crying. Mm-hmm. Good work, McGuire. Yeah, good work, Charlie. I'll <laughs> yeah, tell right. you. There you go. So afterwards, I said, is there something I said? Right. She says, no, it was nothing you said. She said, she said, when I was two years old, she said, my parents sent me to live here in Minnesota with my uncle so that I wouldn't get the dust pneumonia. Wow. And she says, I remember, even though I was little, she said, how I couldn't go back to Oklahoma and Texas where my mom and dad were because it was so bad. Huh. And she she told all about the you know the dust coming in under the under the windows and yeah. through the walls and, and 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 it was it's it's still there are people who still remember that wow and the livestock and oh my god yeah the livestock I mean the, this was a real environmental disaster yeah right of epic proportions epic I'm so glad Charlie and Pop um, and the late uh, Tony Glover that you. Uh, celebrated the 75th anniversary of the publication of Bound for Glory, and now on February 22nd at Crooners, you're doing the 80th anniversary of the publication of This Land is Your Land. And, uh, Charlie, we were talking on the break about <laughs> this song continues in a way to be written. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In a variety of languages. In a variety of languages, and they just substitute, you know, their own country. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go to Canada, you know, it's from... Nova Scotia to Vancouver Island, you yeah. know, from the Arctic Circle That's to right. the Great Lakes waters. Right, right. right. This Canada, land was this made land. for you and me. Yeah. I mean, the countries have adopted this all over the world, hmm. and I'm really hoping that that weekend when Pop and I are crooners on the 22nd and the 23rd, I hope that they're singing this song in other clubs around the world. Right, that would be my hope. And Anna tells us. That she's a Anna Guthrie, uh, Anna, Anna Anna Guthrie Cannoli is, yeah. is uh, Nora's daughter. Is assembling Woody's granddaughter. Yeah. Woody's granddaughter is assembling a list of concerts that's going to happen that weekend, Fantastic. and she's going to email blast it. So kind of look for that. Yeah, because I have a feeling it's it's going to go around the world yeah. that weekend. I'm hoping for the best. Well, we're going to do our part right here. Well. You know, the one th- one of the reasons why I moved to Minneapolis was it has such an uh, incredible 
folk music scene. And when I got down here, I, I realized what a great blues scene it had. And then, then uh, as the years went by, a great rock and roll scene, a great yeah. punk rock scene, a great uh, uh, Prince's influence and all the Prince's bands, you know, the funk scene. Uh, we're blessed to be a part of such a, a creative and unique uh, music community. And uh, we've just got a few minutes left, but i got to ask you, uh, Charlie McGuire, you got to be good friends with Lee Hayes, one of the weavers over the years. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, did Lee ever talk about hanging out with Woody? Because I know Woody wasn't the, he always the easiest guy yeah. to be, to, to, to work with <laughs> or to live with. Yeah. I mean, Lee always wondered why everyone wanted to know about Woody. He yeah. says, I don't know why you want to know about him. He says all his songs sound the same, and, and, and he was as comfortable to be around as a loaded gun. You know, he said, he, he said you remind me a lot of him. He, he, he'd look at me, he says, because you never know what mood he was going to be in when he walked through the door. You know, and I was a moody kid in those days. But um, Lee was a, Lee, of course, was there. Right. All the time, right. wrote uh, some of the. Uh, we're going to sing a song on the show that was written with with uh, with Lee and and Woody. I ain't got no home in this world anymore, and uh, and and we're going to do that um, kind of in honor of that collaboration. That was the encore when I was honored. Uh, Nor invited me out to play the tribute to Woody Guthrie in '96 yeah. at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And that yeah. was the encore. Excuse me, going down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At uh, well, I ain't got no home. Is the one we sang. Right. But anyway, uh, tell that story. Well, the uh, <laughs> the story I will tell is I rode in a van with Pete Seeger, Jimmy Lafave, Greg Johnson, Harold Leventhal, Her- Harold's wife Toshi, and we were driving back from the rehearsal. Pete's wife Toshi. Yeah, Pete's wife Toshi. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Um, yeah, Harold Harold Leventhal and, and Pete and Toshi Seeger, and Pete goes. I remember the time we were in Seattle in 1938, and, <laughs> and Woody and I heard the word hootenanny for the first yeah. time, <laughs> which would be like sitting next to Moses when he goes, yeah, when he came up, that third commandment, yeah, you yeah, know, that yeah, thou yeah. shall not kill. Down the mountain that day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you very much, Pop Wagner and Charlie McGuire, and I'll see you guys on February 22nd at Crooners. You bet. The, be our uh, guest, Paul. Thank you very much. I will be. Thanks, guys. This was really fun. Good to see you. Thanks for listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. The show is produced by Paul Metza, engineered by Brett Johnson. I'd like to thank our guests, Charlie McGuire and Pop Wagner. Follow me at paulmetza.com every Thursday night with Sonny Earl at Shadows Bar at 16th and University of Northeast Minneapolis. And like my dad used to tell me, be kind and make someone happy. So I'm good.